Are you ready to break the silence and embrace the transformative journey of perimenopause? Well, you're in the right place. We are Natalie and Lisa, your hosts, and this is the podcast that's rewriting the script on perimenopause. Join us in embracing the strength within, awakening dormant power, and closing the knowledge gap. We're here to inspire great health and ensure every woman is seen and heard. Get ready for expert insights, relatable stories, and a community that gets it. Unleash your perimenopause power. It's time to own your story. Well, hello, listeners. It is a very excited welcome back to the Perimenopause Power Podcast, our first one for 2024. I do feel like, Lise, it's been a lifetime, but here we are. Yeah, it does feel like a lifetime, but you know what? It's been a really good, healthy break for the both of us, I think. And um, certainly uh, I know our brain juices have really been circulating in our beautiful brains over the break and we've got lots of great ideas and uh, guests planned for 2024. So that's all positive stuff. We sure have. And I guess for our international listeners, just to let you know that we have had a wonderful summer break here and we pretty much took off most of January, didn't we? We both headed down to the beach or by the water in some capacity and have had such a great time, not just with family and friends and hanging out with ourselves, but also taking the time to reflect on where we were last year, particularly the end of the year, and also then setting some intentions for the new year ahead. I know for me, as I have come back uh, to work and reflect on my few weeks away, I just can see the level of exhaustion and not necessarily burnout when you look at the definition of what burnout is, but there was definitely a heightened level of exhaustion there at the end of the year. And I know that we weren't alone in that lease. And I guess the reason why I'm sharing this or talking about it is because I think we really need to normalize that exhaustion and that place that we find ourselves in that we can find ourselves in. And it doesn't matter how versed or where you work, or if you're in health and well-being, usually people look at us with um, rose-coloured glasses that we don't ever experience any stress or we don't have any health issues, least given our the work that we do. But it doesn't matter who you are, we're all human and we all have levels of tiredness and exhaustion and fatigue and, and, and life is what it is. And so I just would love to normalise that a little bit more and, yeah, and sharing. I, I was definitely exhausted by the end of the year and, and needed that uh, well rested break don't you agree yes and bang on and I think what um and every year we get a learning out of the end of the year and January where you wind down and all that kind of thing and I think for me it's that we um I did a post on it actually on LinkedIn is around giving ourselves permission to do x y and z and I'm not even sure that that's the right thing to consider these days I think that personally if you're feeling tired stressed whatever we tend to put it to the side and just keep marching on. But I think there's a real argument here to encourage ourselves and, you know, our wonderful listeners around stopping where you find yourself at that present moment and actually acknowledging that, hey, I actually need some time out. I can't wait till December or the end of November or some point in the diary that you know that you're going to get some rest. But you've got to acknowledge that you need rest along the way. And I think, and, and that goes down to sleep. And you know, we've always we've always banged on about how important sleep, but it really, maybe it's because I'm getting older and I realise the value of sleep even more and how it can be so 
life-changing to how we feel and our hormones and all that kind of stuff but we've just got to really listen to ourselves and really listen to our body and everyone listening here will know that we talk about the whispers but those whispers are real and we are just getting really good at ignoring them and I think now's the time to really say you know what I can't ignore that even that little whisper anymore I just need to be kind to myself I need to give myself that self-care and really just hone in to how I'm feeling and I think that's really really important to acknowledge at any time of the year not just the end of the year where it seems to really come to the surface and be really evident to you know to you, the way your brain's working or the way your body's working you know all of those things mm, so true and you just reminded me too and something that I have definitely practiced over the last few years and became quite aware of uh, probably many years ago before I or when I come into this work that I do that you know, we don't want to just be waiting for that holiday. We don't want to smash ourselves at work and get ourselves to a state of stress and just pine for that holiday or I'll rest when I reach that relaxation or that that downtime. But rather our holidays, we want them to be an extension of our other weeks. So we should be filling our days with things that make us feel good, practices that we can do to make us feel good so that we come into a weekend as well and we feel a sense of rest and rejuvenation across our weekend too, that we're not just, you know, again, working Monday to Friday, completely exhausting ourselves at work to then hoping that we'll get some rest on the weekend. It it never happens. And so that's, you know, really part of what we do in terms of that lifestyle medicine is focusing what can you do on a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual level. And it might just be for five minutes a day. It might be tweaking a meal here or there, but it's about how do you start to give your body what it needs and what's it, what it's craving so that you naturally feel vibrant, you feel like you're thriving and you're not having to feel like you're just waiting for that holiday or waiting for that weekend that you've actually those things are an extension of, of your days and they just add to filling your cup. And I'm just listening to that. It's so true, Nat. And I think it goes back to doing the things that you enjoy as well as part of that self-care. And I know you're always talking about that, you know, like even with exercise, don't do something. We know we have to move our bodies, but for me, it's about going for that walk first thing in the morning. And it just sets me up so nicely for the day. And a part of my new routine is getting up earlier and, and heading out for a walk with my husband. And that's really powerful to start my day. I'm, I've got that connection happening. We talk about the day or we just walk and, and just be uh, whatever it is. But work out the things that you can put into your diary, um, like a meeting that you are also, you know, that we're always at, at there. We, we meet that obligation make those self-care things your obligation through your week and they don't have to be huge you know even just having a cup of coffee or cup of tea outside and taking a breath a break from from the work that you're doing or whatever you're doing at the time is really powerful so I think you know I I've bang, uh, I bang on about it a lot about you know we feel like we've got to go big when we do things but you know go small and, and feel happy and 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 love yourself and that's can be really simple mm. And as I say, a little goes a long way. So a day mm-hmm. full, filled with little things in supporting yourself really add up to bigger things at the end of the day. So, um, and, and yeah, smaller the better. Yes, bang on. So hopefully everyone is starting their year uh, 
pull us some lovely ideas and intentions and really making um, room for themselves in their calendar. And also, it's not just now that we have this conversation. You know, this conversation should be happening in your head every day, 24-7. Go to bed thinking, okay, what am I going to do tonight? What am I going to do tomorrow? That's a bit of self-care. What's going to make my day sparkle? And I do love sparkles. So do you like, do you like how I put that in there, Nat? Um, so, yes, you know, bring a bit of sparkle to your day every day and see how that can make just such a, a huge difference in relation to how you're living your best life. Mm, beautiful. I love that sparkly addition, Lisa, I will say. One other thing, and we have spoken a little bit about this and spoken with a few other people, that definitely what's come up over the last few weeks is I've caught up with friends and family and, and other people who have reached out to me that perhaps I haven't had uh, the opportunity to connect with before. And one thing that has come up a lot has been about people's own experience with uh, perimenopause and menopause. And, and there's been a range of feelings and emotions that have been shared. The conversation around feeling like they've had no one to talk to um, has definitely shown a lot in uh, all of those conversations. And I did share this with you, Lisa, and we wanted to bring it to the podcast today because I was having a conversation with my husband about it. And I do just want to put some asterisks around this, that I'm not asking this question in a judgmental way. And I know he wasn't asking it in a judgmental way. It was him just being a straight shooter with his words and just asking straight out, you know, this question, what's the big deal? Mm. And I have to say that no one has asked me that question. I'm not sure if you, Lise, but no one has asked me that in that context. And that's what I love about the differences between men and women, mm -hmm. that we bring just such a difference in our perception and our perspectives. And as I said, he's a straight shooter. He's very black and white and he just asks it as it is. And when he asked me, I was sort of taken back a little bit. And I guess the first thing I wanted to do was sort of, what do you mean? I want to fight back and say, what do you mean? What's the big deal? And I did it and I took a breath because I'm obviously that way inclined in terms of being mindful and I stopped and I, I didn't respond initially and I just sat there and I thought, well, the big deal is that we are going through a lot of changes and the symptoms um, can have a real big impact on us and impact on the way we feel and the way that we show up at home or at work. But then that was sort of for me very superficial in my response to him and I started saying, well, the bigger deal is that there is so much belief and thoughts and fear and emotions and shame and guilt and embarrassment that really sits behind this phase of life. And so I said to him, I said, that's the big deal because we've got so much ageism, so much sexism, the patriarchy, and this is why a lot of women are struggling to be with and accept or admit that they are in this phase of life or coming into this phase of life. Um, and I, you know, explained that to him in, in the easiest way possible. But as I said, he's he hasn't been privy to that thinking before, possibly as um, being a male, but also growing up in a very traditional, conventional household. And, and there's probably a, a thought process that he's never had before. Um, so it was interesting. What's what's your take, Lise, around what's the big deal? Do you know what? It's really interesting because this shouldn't be a big deal. At the at the essence of it, menopause, perimenopause shouldn't be a big deal. But it's all the things that you've just mentioned, patriarchy, et cetera, that have made it a big deal. 
And unfortunately, all the work, education, uh, whatever you want to call it, is is proceeding. Well, it's here that we have to do the work behind it to make it not a big deal. And it just, it blows my mind every single day that we have to try and get the message across around it being a purely 100%, 1000%, whatever you want to call it, um, natural period phase in our lives. And we all go, go through different life stages. There's, you know, we're born, we go into puberty, there's one life stage, we go into our reproductive phase, whether you're having children or not, it's still a reproductive phase. And then we hit perimenopause, menopause and postmenopause. There's, there's no big deal really around that whole reproductive phase. We all celebrate, you know, the, the beautifulness of it, of, you know, the reproductive phase is all about creating one, you know, at the humans that populate this earth. So we should just go on and celebrate and accept that menopause is 100% natural. So I sort of feel like I agree with him around what's the big deal from the presence that from the, you know, from the proviso that it shouldn't be a big deal, but we have made it so. And that's why we're doing the work that we're doing um, in relation to normalizing it. And I think for me, uh, normalizing it into accepting it is what it is, like our lives are, our life is, is, is the crux here in in accepting that that's just part and parcel of who we are. I mean, you look at men with andropause, right? It's a, it is a thing and men are feeling the effects of that and, but they probably don't openly talk about it enough, but there needs to be more discussion around that as well. So we can normalize it and men can feel um, healthy, happy, positive, all about that. Because obviously there's a downturn, you know, our, our hormones are sort of going on the downturn but it doesn't mean it's the end of our life it's a it's another part of our life like we're always saying we've got another 20 30 maybe 40 years to go so that we should be celebrating this last part of our life journey in relation to being enjoying and bringing together all the experiences of our life into this one last hurrah that can last a long time so should it, should it be a big deal no but it is mm. So beautifully said. And I, I love that he asked me this question, actually, because mm. it, it just gives you a different perspective. And I, for our listeners, I'd love for you to reflect on, is it a big deal or why is it a big deal for you? No matter where you are, you know, what, what are the belief patterns? What are the thoughts? What are the feelings that sit behind for you when you are experiencing um, heavy perimenopause symptoms or you think about going into perimenopause as being old. We know that old is the number one word that comes back to us whenever we ask the question, what do you think when you hear the word menopause? And that's a that's a conditioning, that's a belief pattern that we have received and been handed down from generations before us. And how do you start to shift that? And how can you start to shift that Yes, it's a profound change and it's a transition and a transformation that we're going through, but it doesn't need to be a big deal. And again, I, I say that with an asterisk that this is by no means uh, a judgment or um, taking away from the um, impact of the change or, you know, the huge change that we experience. But yeah, it's, it's just, it's a great prompter to reflect what's the belief patterns that sit behind 
perimenopause and menopause and how can you then start to shift those belief patterns and, and see it for what it is and bring a level of acceptance and even appreciation and curiosity and awe around what you are experiencing. I know we don't tend to label perimenopause with a curiosity or an awe or admiration as well, but it's it's our bodies doing its natural thing and uh, how powerful that is. Yeah, and I think it should, there's a real acceptance there. And can I just state here right now that I'm definitely not negating the symptoms and the impact that it has on our lives in any in any regard at all. But those descriptive words you've just used um, are really important. I think ageism has a lot to answer for where perimenopause is concerned. If we could just turn it around, it bewilders me that we're having Senate inquiries and, you know, there's so much going into turning around our, how we should cope with menopause and how we should be supporting women in the workplace and those things should just be naturally happening men and women may i say in the workplace that we have to have so much discussion about it and just not get on and do it really really it it, it infuriates me Mm. and it's just that we're wasting so much time on it let's just not you know not not say worry about it but why, why can't we just get in there and do do the doing in relation to supporting the women, the men, the people around them, the workplaces, the families, educating children. I just feel like we're we're stopping things from really moving forward in relation to the doing part of it. And that's where I find um, it quite frustrating. I agree. Taking action is the greatest Mm. thing that we can do. I think the time has come to stop just constantly talking about it and actually just taking the action. And, And if I can just share one other thing too, I was very conscious of seeing women pregnant over the holiday period. I'm not quite sure why, but I think when you're down by the beach and you see a beautiful uh, baby belly of a woman in uh, in bikinis, it's you know. And I looked at these women. I thought, you know, we just have such a an awe and an admiration for what the body does when it goes through pregnancy and labour to then have the miracle of having um, a child, and we're very accepting of that because we can see the physical changes and we have that acceptance that, oh, that that's okay that you're tired or that's it's okay that you're feeling the way that you're feeling because you're you're pregnant. And the same thing should really just apply to women going through perimenopause and menopause. Yes, there's a lot we cannot see from a physical standpoint, but it's another profound life phase that I think we just need to really cut ourselves some slack a little bit and others too and see this for the beautiful miracle that it is that our body is going through, that it's going through this transition, much like a a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, right? Yeah, and if you look at, um, and I I think we've touched on this in previous podcasts but if you um look at some other cultures and other countries menopause the phase of menopause is actually highly revered and you know it allows for women that have stopped menstruating and have um, entered menopause it allows them to bring all of their worldly amazing knowledge and caring and um, support together to then look after, help look after the generations to come. And I think that's amazing. How how wonderful that you've got elders um, and other, you know, women and men in uh, a culture that is able to support their son, wife, 
younger families in into having a worldly wonderful life i just think that we we do not place the emphasis on that in our western culture and there's a lot to be said to changing our mindset around that i've just spent a month down the beach with my parents and um at the beach house and and that was my rest and relax and i really looked at my parents in a different way this year and and i revered just their years of experience and i think sometimes i can brush off their opinions of things but this year i looked at it in a different way and i think that our life is so busy that we just tend to brush the, brush those older people off sometimes and i think now we need to start looking at them differently because they've got a lot to offer they've got a lot lot to provide their support is is unending especially in my life and i know that your your parents and your in-laws are the same and I just think no matter what stage you're entering menopause from, you've got something to offer back. And we should really be honing into that and accepting that and thinking, well, how lucky am I to have this amazing person that can help me, support me and give me guidance? So beautifully said. And I mean, the word mentor and mentee wasn't just created for nothing, right? And and we also yeah. think about succession planning in the workplace too, that we have more experienced staff members mentoring younger or, you know, less experienced work um, employees in the workplace. So it's the same analogy absolutely can and should apply. And if I can, again, challenge the thinking, it's got to start with us. It's Absolutely. got to start with us in changing our belief patterns, our thoughts. And when we change the way we see things or we change the way we feel about our experiences and we watch our mind and we challenge the thoughts and the feelings that we're having, that then radiates and starts to change the way people start to see us, but also it changes the way they start to see themselves as well. Just imagine the ripple effect we can create by changing our thoughts and feelings and beliefs around this phase of life you know, painting it with a, a, a more positive, revered lens. So I guess in closing, what I did want to just put out a bit of a call to action to our listeners and hear from you around who is it that you would love to hear from in this podcast? What would you love us to share throughout the year? We are well into our third year of the Perimenopause Power podcast. As you know, we finished on our 100th episode. And if you haven't listened to that final, that 100th episode, do go back and have a listen. But how can we serve you through this podcast? What is it that you would love to hear about? And how can we support you on your journey through um, perimenopause and menopause? And a big focus for us, and we'll have an announcement very soon, is very much around community and bringing together a community so that women feel safe, feel supported, feel and know that they are not alone in their journey and that was the whole basis of us starting this podcast too is that you know you could put your earphones in as you um, embark on one of our episodes and just know that you are not alone that you've got us too and you've got our guests as well and that you are part of a community you're part of the community of all the people across the 120 countries I think we go out to um, that you are not alone so yeah what is it that you love for us to share on this podcast for 2024. I would love to hear what our listeners come back with. So I'd really encourage you to do that. Are we going to put a link in the notes, Nat, for them to come back to us on? 
Yeah, we can. Yep, let's pop in a link to a bit of a survey, hey, and uh, see if we can hear from um, listeners across the world around, yeah, what you want to hear from us. What a philosophical conversation that ended up being, but I think it's really important. I, I honestly think that a lot of women are thinking about what we're talking about or what we've talked about and perhaps don't have the community or the confidence maybe to speak up in relation to those subjects. And I would really encourage you, our listeners, to if there is something really eating at you in your workplace where you're not getting supported, you know, feel the confidence to bring it up with your manager or maybe it's a relationship at home, um, you know, create that connection and that conversation around how you can make your life sparkle and really feel great about yourself moving forward for 2024 and beyond. Yes, and let's let's bring that sparkle. I feel like that's going to be the theme of our year. A pleasure, Lise, to be back doing our Perimenopause Power podcast. Um, it definitely is a favourite part of the work that we get to do and I'm really excited to bring some more wonderful guests and episodes uh, to all of our listeners and, of course, connect and and talk and do what we do best, Lise, in, in talking and inspiring and having a chinwag, I guess. <laughs> no, I love it. It is. It's really powerful and you know, hopefully the people listening to our podcast feel the same and, you know, if they take one thing away from it that makes a change for their day today, well, we've done our job. Thanks for tuning in to Perimenopause Power. If you found today's episode empowering, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Your journey through perimenopause just got a whole lot brighter. And of course, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So leave us a review. Your feedback helps us empower even more women on this transformative journey. Until next time, keep embracing your perimenopause power.